for manna from heaven. Loud make it three wins in a row, four games unbeaten. Tell you what, tell you what, I won't know, I won't say it, but what a win in Enniskillen. I have all the talking points. If you've signed up and you're on Patreon, you'll get the full, not one, not two, but 45 talking points. And if you haven't, you'll get the two as usual. Maybe I might give you three because I've, I've thrown it on here in front of me. But um, yeah, I'll have all the reports, all the talking points. And the flow of the game. We won't hear from Mickey or the players due to the GPA strike. But we'll have all that and more after Oasis. I tell you what, I'm beginning to enjoy these uh, Sunday night podcasts after a loud win. I'm nearly getting too used to them. I'm getting really really snobby and really uh, spoilt, to be honest. (laughs) Because... Years of dragging out talking points from losses and horrible defeats and, and what have you. Now I have oceans of stuff to talk about when things are going well. Obviously, there's loads more to talk about. And I'm no exception. I have 45 here. And then not to mention, brilliant result for the ladies this morning. Um, beating Wicklow and getting their uh, status re- re- reignited for 2023 20, in Division 3. So that's brilliant news for them because the relegation would have been a disaster. So fair play to Wayne Freeman, Lee Hunt and um, friend of the podcast, Jack McNamee, who's uh, steered those ladies in the right direction for another season. And it's good to consolidate um, that. So yeah, it's great to see that. They'll have Paddy Sheelan results uh, at the end as well. And we'll look at uh, who's going to make the quarterfinals in Kevin Mullen Shield as well and the Paddy Sheelan Cup. But you're, you're, I was hearing all those results as I was making my way down to Breffney Park. I'm going to give you the run through of the game. I'm going to name the team, the run through of the game. And uh, obviously we won't hear from the the players or the manager because Mickey's t- rolling behind the players. That was the line we were given today. And uh, so you have to kind of respect that. But GPA have decided to strike by not talking to the media. It's funny because Jack O'Connor spoke on Saturday night, probably un- undermined a lot of it. Uh, maybe undermined the organisation of how well it was going to be carried out. But it's a funny one. It's it's funny because if you're, you're, if you're banning the media and the local media, you're not really like affecting the county boards or you're not really affecting the GEA as such. You're just really damaging like the local diehards, um, really. And then... If they want their uh, issues highlighted, the the media is the first people to come to. So it's uh, it's an interesting, it's it's a funny way. I think it's over, it's over mileage um, for the players that haven't been paid up, which they should. No issue with that. Players should be paid up, but I have an issue about the way they're they're, they're going about things and maybe attacking the wrong people. But right, we get into it. The main man <laughs> so far this season. Um, in goals, James Calliff, he started there. It's possibly one of the hardest games to to get the, to get where p- p- players were playing. It was positionless, really was modern day football of positionless. Nearly the loud just nearly played one inside at one one time. Fermanagh played one inside or two inside majority of the time, but it was like just everyone was marking anyone that was nearest to them in open play. So it was kind of all over the shop. So, you, like, 
to decipher where players were playing, you'd probably have to go with who was nearer to the goals and who was nearer to the middle of the field. James Califf was in goals and he was probably nearest to the middle of the field as well at times. But in the two full back line positions for Laird, it was kind of Dan Corcoran was marking um, Sean Quigley and Donald McKenney was alongside the majority of the time. Left full, I've the person that returned to the side since the first game against Leash is um, number 19, John Clutterbuck, roaming out the field because Bevan Duffy played right half-back, Niall Sharkey was sent to half and another man that didn't play since uh, that Leash game is Leonard Gray. He came back in out of nowhere, played left half-back. Um, Rumours were beforehand that uh, Tom Jackson was going to play, he was due to start and then he didn't, he didn't even tug out in the end. And then uh, Owen Callan was more le- more than likely the candidate to come in, and then he didn't tug out either. So Leonard Gray came out of nowhere to 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 start and, and look comfortable for a lad that hadn't played three or four weeks or three or four games. Was it four or five weeks now at this stage? Very comfortable. Um, in the middle of the field, Tommy Dornan resumed his partnership with Connor Early for the third game in a row. On the on the right wing, Colin McKeever. Uh, sorry, no, Craig Lennon was on the right wing. Uh, Colin McKee was on the left wing and there's a bit of a debate over the Samurai start on the 40 we looked to be playing more closer to the goals Liam Jackson in the corner I have Kieran Downey as full forward starting full forward in place of Conor Grimes who cried off injured with uh, that knee injury uh, raising his ugly head again he picked up against Limerick played against Westmead the last day but uh, obviously he's in a bit of bother which is oh, it's a bit of a disaster really and then in the left corner was uh, Ryan Burns so that was the way Loud lined up they had obviously Quigley and uh, Corrigan in the full forward line we kind of earmarked that uh, Ryan Jones and Brandon Horn in the middle of the field McCusker there captain didn't start due to Achilles problems Conal Jones and then Ryan Lyons didn't play either and in came Garvin Jones brother of those uh, Jones is from Derry Connolly and uh, who's the other chap Jack McCann came in a half back and Danny Leonard came in as well the full back line more or less the same with Kavanagh Cassidy and Luke Flanagan uh, Aidan Breen got the marking job we talked about that with Garrett Caldwell during the week if you're not listening to the preview podcast you really should because it gives you a real insight to the games it gets you looking forward to them and gets you fairly informed on the opposition how loud they'll play and how loud should set up against them and you get the local knowledge from the local insider I'll be previewing the Antrim game I have a couple of lads possibly lined up probably Davy Mohan from Anderstown News, sports editor with them. Hopefully he'll come on and preview Andrew. But if not, I'll, I'll have plenty of uh, candidates. But Breen got the job anyway. And Josh Largo-Ellis with it, played in the, in the 40, trying to pull the strings. And then they kind of played a deep runner from the middle of the field. And uh, all that positions and tactics kind of went out the window after 25 seconds. Because Tommy Dornan, from the throw-in, Got a goal, linked up well with Liam Jackson, and it was just, it was a great, it was, a, I tell you what, it was a brilliant start. Just a really good start. You can see now, teams are attacking and getting goals from, uh, actually, do you know what? I don't even have goals then as a talking point, actual goals, so that's that's 46 talking points now. Um, yeah, we teams target goals right from the throne because it's the best chance with no sweeper, no plus one, no men behind the ball, man on man. 
um, space opens up, linked up well, got a nice loop pass back off Jackson, took a shot and it hit. It looked like he was going to go wide, looked like he was going to hit the post and roll back across the goal and out, but it went behind goalie Keane Newman, who looked a bit rattly all day compared to their goalie and it went in and then, right, confidence is up here once again, here we go. Liam Jackson gets the next point. Uh, Bevan gets a worldly from long distance. Right half, he drove up that side, no bother to him, hit 1 2 to no score. And Fermanagh looked shell shocked. Um, they really did. Now, obviously, they were affected by the, the bug. We'll talk about that later on. But then they slowly but surely, they got their first score after 11 minutes. Sean Quigley Mark just got out in front of Niall Sharkey, who seemed to be on him at that time. Um, it was just a broken play uh, counter attack and then McGorn Darren McGorn got two points in uh, quick succession nice fetch could have got a goal probably should have taken it in had a shot did a great goal chance early on was saved by uh, Peach and that did McGorn's second point made it 1-2 to 3 points um, and then we uh, we had the right both teams were, sc- were scoring in, in burst Sharkey then gets the next score patient moved and dry- Sharkey drove up the field and lashed it over the bars really good score really excellent score open up in front of him why not he went for it then we pressured their kick out and uh, Keane Newman clipped it to Flanagan and he was inside the uh, D and the ref took a while to call it and he did eventually call it and dropped the ball so Tommy went in full of beans after the early goal I don't know whether he intentionally tapped it down, but it broke down anyway to Sam, and he just came on it really sweet. Just cut right through the mass of bodies, and then he found himself so open right in front of the goalie, which that he had so much time to take a touch, took that solo, steadied himself, and bang, finished. 2-3 to 3. We had a cushion. That was it. We were, we were not going to lose this game. We were going to control it. Sam nails the next three, and then... We get a little bit lax. We miss a couple of goal chances. Um, then they hit four in a row. Garvin uh, Jones hits two in a row, three and one from play. Then Quigley gets uh, a lovely score. Now it has to be said, the second point, though, he got eight, he got six in the second half. And then Breen came up the field and got a score. So that made it um, two, four to seven. They got three points. That was probably the closest they got to us. Yeah, I think it was. And they got three points in the second half. Or maybe, no, yeah, they had the two points in the second half, actually. But Sam gets a free just for half time. We were, we were like looking forward to half time now, to be honest, because uh, they were getting there. But um, yeah, four points, the gap at half time, 2 5, 2 7, 11 7, and going in at the interval. Um, then you kind of thought, okay, this is going to go down to the wire. Quigley gets two points uh, straight away, the first to two, and they're, they've upped their intensity. Then Sam gets a free. Bornsey wins a good mark, and it gets brought up and turns into a free. That stretches the gap back out to three points, two, six to nine. Garvin Jones gets a free. Sam responds with a 45. Quigley res- responds to that with a 45. Then Kieran Bourne gets introduced to the action. And um, gets a point, and we hit three in a row. We hit four, five of the next six points, kind of to torn the screw. Uh, Sam gets a free, um, and then after winning up himself, he gets fouled. And then um, John Clutterbuck comes up to favour the turnover, and Sam nails that free two ten to eleven. Then with ten minutes to play, Quigley gets a free. But uh, Casey gets another score and then McConnell gets a score. You probably see that on social media. That makes it 212 to 12 points, six points. 
and then garbage time they get a couple of late scores quickly freeze there was no real chance of threatening the goals or anything like that there was no real sustainable pressure from them and we just rolled it out and we, we more than rolled out we were comfortable um, 2, 12 to 14 points when at 14 scores apiece with those two goals proving the difference those early goals giving us the confidence and that was it really and truly um, this is where you would hear from Mickey Hart or a player but they're obviously not going to then we're going now we're going to go straight in to the talking points and um, here we go so talking point um, it's probably uh, probably have 46 talking points down here and the number one talking point in this podcast is Tommy Dornan. Tommy was the main talking point away from this game. Obviously, he gets the goal early doors. That sets him up, sets the team up uh, for a great performance. And it wasn't like he was marking a doll. Like, uh, like Ryan Jones is no joke. I've seen Ryan Jones play good club football for Derry Gonnelly, mixing it with the best in Ulster club level. He's obviously mixing it with the best midfielders in Ulster um, this past couple of seasons. He's a good operator. And Tommy really had him run ragged. Now, Jones did get forward on occasion, but he was ragged by by, by Tommy's intensity and tackling. Especially in the air. Just catching clean ball in the air. It's just brilliant to see. Now, he had a couple of wild shots, but his work rate was just excellent all over the field. Just going at people and never stops running. And when you think of where he's come from, he gets a few minutes in the first game against Anderson way back last season. Gets out of favour, basically, from that point onwards. Out of favour this season. Plays well now in the Bourne Cup, but he was steady now. <clears throat> and doesn't make it in the, the first couple of games for loud. Then he forces his way into the team. Gets taken off on occasions as well. Still stays in there. Bevan goes in full-back. Takes that opportunity in, in midfield alongside Conor Early. Pushes on keeps overcoming come, gets taken off and comes back on does well and then today is just excellent Conor really goes off early doors Tommy still stands up and does the business and had a great game right from the start and like he's a, he is a, he is a player that's kind of admired like he's like a fella and admired from like club teams he's a junior footballer um, all his life when it goes in his game last season so you know he's relatable and uh, affable, and he's an eye for a score as well. He does get a score in most games he plays, and I used to say the traditional or the trademark Tommy uh, Dornan point. He could have had a point today, um, but he gets the goal early on, just sets it up for for this great victory. And th- that's talk about number one is um, Tommy Tommy uh, Dornan. So kudos to him for the work he's really put in, and he's he's top level midfielder the way it's going. Um, talking point number two. Oh, so many talking points, but the main one is that it is. Yeah, I'm gonna get this out for free. Um, it's in our own hands. The P word is in our own hands. Um, you know, it's there for us if we want it. If we want to push on and take it, it's there. We van from next. Uh, Sunday in RD and then Wicklow the following weekend um, and we're in the top two obviously our goal difference is, isn't as good as Antrim's but um, both teams to promote from Division 4 last season in the chase well in the hunt for 
promotion. Maybe we'd agree to go for a draw next week in RD beforehand, or maybe we'd sneak, we'd, we'd take them for victory. Look, I'll be talking about that during the week. I'll have someone on to preview it. I'll be previewing the um, Dublin footballers, the Dublin minor game as well. Um, uh, yeah, and then I'm going to look over the transfers. We had the transfers last week. I'm going to talk about the transfers I missed out on. And the, the the thing was released. But those are the two talking points. For free, if you want the other 44, sign up now. Patreon.com forward slash loud and proud. Now, just to finish, I want to just to tally and a tidy up of local action. There was games this morning, the Winter League competitions in the Kevin Mullen Shield and the Paddy Shield and Cup. The Piercy will play in the quarterfinals and they'll be joined by Lanley. Lanley, all teams finished on four points after uh, the Knicks beat the Piercy. The Knicks lose out on score differences. Lanley that will join the Piercy. Then the top of Group B is uh, Glide. We know that for certain. The Mitchells and Stabannon game was abandoned. Red cards, black cards. Stabannon were losing 2-4-4. Four four. And a bit of a skirmish, and the referee decided to abandon the game. So I don't know. As it stands, it looks like the Mitchells on the computer on the uh, results system. So that'll be waiting to be seen. I don't know what way that works. Maybe the short amount of time it's just going to go with. I think they have been given a draw, but that suits the Mitchells. And then the Malachis, good early season form, sees them top group C. And they'll be joined the quarterfinals by Anna Minnan from that group. And then Glenn Emmett's they won the first two games. And the Tones just about beat the the, the Shawns to uh, advance as well. So those are the eight teams in the Kevin Mullen Shield quarterfinals. The Piercy, Lanlear, Clyde, Malachies, Anna Minnan Rovers, Glenn Emmett's, the Wolf Tones and uh, possibly the Mitchells. We'll, we'll soon find out more on that. The Mockters had a big win this morning. They'll go into the quarterfinals over RD. The Mattock Rangers beat the O'Connells during the week. They'll go through. Dreadnoughts and Roach play Monday night to decide who goes through. The Blues beat the uh, draw the rivals, the Plunkets this morning. Cooley were through last week. Hunterstown beat the Brides in a do or die game to see who goes through. The Geraldines, they they were through from last week and the Jocks Rattles game was called off this morning that game will be played on Monday night as well there's a couple of games who are abandoned or not abandoned were called off today the Irelanders game I think and the Joes game again the Mahonies that will be played Wednesday night in Darver I think the quarterfinals draws will be made Monday night and the actual games quarterfinals will be played Wednesday night possibly semi-finals next weekend would that be right? Would that be tight? Yeah, probably would be right. Just to get it played off for the first round of league games in April. Um, yeah, so the for the so the eight teams: the Mockers, Mattock, Blues, Cooley, Hunterstown, Geraldines, and either Jocks or Rallies or the Dreadnoughts and Roach. Um, that's it for the Talking Points podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks very much for signing up. Thanks very much for tuning in previewing during the week and then today um, a lot of you sign up to see those changes in the teams and the reactions and the, the, the live event um, that was happening so well done to the ladies on the win earlier this morning over Wicklow well done on the men who were getting a win as well um, great day for loud football really good win three wins in a row uh, we're beating in four and we have something in our sights um, looking forward to a big week previewing the games and looking forward to uh, Antrim in RD. We get a big crowd down now to RD on the banks of the river. 
banks of the River Dee. He's going to say the River Lee. But yeah, no, thanks very much. And if you want to get those extra talking points, or if you have done, patreon.com forward slash loud and proud. Good luck. Thanks. Bye bye. Come on, loud. Well done, loud. Man, we just fell about the place If that chick don't wanna know, forget her